Hello and welcome to Cloud Insiders, the podcast that brings cloud down to earth, brought to you by Extrovert. Today we're talking about lifecycle management. For the um, purposes of this intro, I'm just going to drop the IT, what it is, who it affects and how it's adapted for the cloud era. We have the pleasure of being joined again by Robin Gardner, Strategic Services Director for Extrovert, who is going to guide us through this genuinely huge topic. Hi there, Robin. Hi, Stuart. Glad to be here and looking forward to the conversations. As you mentioned, my name is Stuart Robinson, um, and I'll be your host for this episode. And I've really gone through the ringer on this one. Um, I understood what lifecycle management was, and I got why it was so important. But the more I researched, and the more I spoke to people who do this day in and day out, I suddenly realized that I had the scale all wrong. It's, it's not this one single pre-canned subject that you can just tackle, um, but it's a series of towers that sit under a single colossal banner. However, in stark indifference to what I've just said, could you give us a 3,000 foot high view of why there is a need to talk about lifecycle management beyond transformation, and then we can explore more about the implications? Yeah, sure, Stuart. So traditionally, lifecycle management has focused on software and hardware replacement life cycles driven by capital investment plans and software releases coming out of vendors. Moving to the cloud, doesn't remove this requirement to actively manage the environment and your IT capability. But there is a tradition that has, has persisted where significant multi-million pound investments are handed over to business as usual, and there's no changes to the operating model and management processes to account for the new technologies. Without these, your business value deteriorates and your transformation can quickly become a new legacy that just sits in somebody else's data centers. There's a huge opportunity for, for CIOs to work uh, across their leadership teams to build and define that post-transformation operating model and to make sure that they've got the steps in place to actively manage the investments uh, and avoid another transformation or investment program needed sort of five to seven years later. Okay, so um, clearly there's a need to talk differently about how to manage this cloud and digital infrastructure. Presumably you aren't suggesting that everyone should be jumping ship every couple of months to something bleeding edge, something brand spanking new. Is there a way to break this down to give it some more structure? Yeah, sure. I mean, often analysis frameworks uh, fall back to, to looking at people, process and technology and evaluating maturity against each of those three dimensions. When we look at the, the, the life cycle and the life cycle management of your cloud investment, I'd probably look more across four different individual life cycle towers. In my mind, those are the operational life cycle, the strategic life cycle, the organizational life cycle, and then your business life cycle. Those aren't in, in any priority order. It's just looking at each of those individually and making sure that you've got a plan and a mandate to force yourself to review those on an ongoing basis. Okay, so if we could run through those individually and if we go through in the order you stated them, um, so let's start an operational life cycle. Uh, from an operational life cycle perspective, I'm talking about monitoring and managing the environments, not just trusting that a cloud provider will take care of you and then working to fix it when something goes wrong. And you've got to bear in mind that particularly with public cloud or software as a service, these environments are sitting in the public domain. So any risks associated with poor management or degradation of the, the configurations are going to be instantly exposed to the internet and to wider risks. 
So from an infrastructure as a service perspective, what we're talking about is making sure that patching image management is ongoing, that you're monitoring and adopting changes to configuration recommendations, security guidelines that are updated in line with knowledge articles published by the manufacturers, and changes in evolving best practice as well. Alongside that, the infrastructure that you're running on out there in the cloud is going to continue getting upgraded and modified, and you need to make sure that your application compatibility and your ecosystem compatibility is continually tested as each of those upgrades come through. From a software as a service and platform as a service perspective, you're looking at the same thing monitoring the upgrade and release schedule from the manufacturers and from the cloud platform providers, making sure that those are embedded into your own internal change management processes. You're scheduling the service validation and sign off when the upgrades take place and also monitoring for what new functionality has been introduced and often more important, what functionality has been deprecated that you may be relying on internally to deliver services. Alongside that, you need to keep an eye on tracking your data, the data residence, the ownership internally of that, of that data, and how backups are being taken and ensuring that you have a DR plan in place should that cloud service be unavailable uh, and that you have access to the necessary data and process frameworks to be able to recover in the event that your service provider doesn't come back online in a timely manner to support your business needs. The last thing, Again, in line with infrastructure as a service, if you're running software as a service or platform as a service, you still need to make sure that you are you continue to validate your configuration and your adoption against both operational and security best practices. So that's your, your day-to-day operations that sits within your, your infrastructure ops or, or application ops team. But from a, a, an IT management perspective, IT leadership, uh, there, there's the strategic life cycle that needs to operate in parallel. We need to continue to monitor and validate uh, the solution against the original business case, making sure that the expected value proposition is being delivered and realized, ensuring that you've got the right licensing in place and that consumption models are being monitored to see whether there's any optimization. Can licenses be be released? Have you licensed or adopted more components than you actually need once you move into business as usual? There's the, the ongoing analysis of the, the trends, the utilization growth uh, and the hours of, of business. Are there op- opportunities where you can rebalance your usage across public and private clouds? Are you identifying periods of burst or ongoing growth requirements where you can move from on-demand licensing to committed licensing models, which will give you a significant cost reduction, you know, sometimes in the region of 30 to 60% uh, against on-demand licensing? Again, from a business perspective, there's the new features and functionality that's being delivered in those platforms. Is there uh, an opportunity to adopt them to benefit uh, existing business uh, requirements or to introduce or expose new business opportunities that you can take back and use to inform the wider business strategy? Have you got a disaster recovery and business continuity toolbox set up? Do you know what capabilities are available within the platforms and the partner relationships and cloud services that you have available that should you see a crisis or business change event, you can turn on 
and leverage those instead of having to step back and start from scratch. You know, we've seen huge take up as a result of the the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, where businesses have leveraged their existing cloud relationships to rapidly respond with new business services. The last area, again, linked to to business continuity, uh, is looking at your business continuity domains. Uh, And what I mean by that is the the areas where there is a compound risk uh, and in the event of a cloud platform failure or authentication failure, the impact on your business would be much broader than if that some of those services had been distributed across alternate hosting locations. Uh, and these need to be monitored in line with the, the changes to your, your business usage and also changes to your risk appetite as well. And um, what about the life cycle of the IT organization? So this is looking at how you invest in upskilling, um, the, the value of your internal IT organization. Now, we see a, a different skill set in, in an infrastructure engineer that can make a huge contribution to business ag- agility. Um, they're a different style of business analyst versus your traditional application analysts. Within your organization, you need to understand your key man risks, both within your internal permanent staff and with uh, contractor relationships. Uh, those contractors who stayed beyond a transformation program and are still doing the day job because you haven't moved those skills in-house or you're nervous of doing so. And within those, there's the opportunity to, to look at either targeted managed services or a broader sourcing strategy for how you balance your internal capability versus uh, full leverage of partners. Okay, and finally, um, how about the business life cycle? Business life cycle. Um, so there's there's that ongoing need to rapidly evaluate changes to business strategy and map those to to the implications on IT, and with a good understanding of where IT is agile and can change quickly versus the areas which constrain change, we can make more rapid decisions or recommendations to our business colleagues as to where we can focus um, our resources and our priority investments. Um, We can manage and and need to continually manage our consumption of these cloud services, particularly when they're dynamically priced and on-demand priced, and make sure that we realize those committed business cases. And with risk management and and business continuity, a key focus, again, across all towers in our business, Uh, we need to be looking for those single points of failure, key man dependencies, our exit strategy against partnerships, particularly if the business demand on, on those services reduces over time or increases. And lastly, what we're doing with our data are we making the most leverage of our, our pools of data and that the insight it gives us about our business, our customers? Uh, and are we continuing to manage those information security risks across our organization and our technical solutions? Wonderful. So, I mean, that's <laughs> a lot of information to take in. It's brilliant that we've kind of got these predefined different areas that we can look at. Um, and there does seem to be a bit of overlap in them, certainly in some key areas. Presumably, there's no one catch-all plan or strategy for each of these groups, but are there are there commonalities that you should be aware of? How should one structure a plan to make sure we're getting the most out of the technologies and people and strategies that we have available to us? That's a, that's a great question, Stuart. And this is where people, process and technology do come back into the framework. It's key to understand the organizational strengths and its ability to deliver. 
Um, CIOs nowadays only control the pace of change across a subset of their cloud and digital environment, uh, with the rest of it being managed and directed by those cloud service providers. Uh, and there needs to be the skills and process in place to manage this ongoing evolution. Unfortunately, the IT teams increasingly don't have that capacity to do so, or because monitoring and responding to this is viewed as, as risk management rather than supporting the growth or the core priorities of the business, uh, it gets deprioritized against higher value activities for, for the IT organization. So a key challenge is how we achieve this while we maintain and enable the agility of the business. Um, we've seen huge value that IT offered during the COVID-19 lockdown. They've enabled businesses to pivot quickly to respond to remote working requirements, but also to, to focus on new market opportunities or to close down costs associated with, with market engagement that's no longer able to, to continue. This has come by reducing the focus on business as usual management and delivering solutions quickly that weren't necessarily underpinned by a robust ongoing operational capability. We're now seeing IT leaders, CIOs, already starting to look back at how to maintain the agility, but also at the same time restore the operational governance that's required to ensure that it's robust. Okay. I know that Extrovert have been working with customers for many years to um, help define transformation strategies and deliver enterprise-scale cloud migrations. And I hear that recent investments have been made to strengthen ongoing support for organizations following these transformations. Yes, that's right. Um, under the new banner of Extrovert Managed Services, or XMS, we focused on ensuring that while we continue to offer vanilla sort of break-fix support, we now have a broad portfolio of services that are structured to align with these ongoing needs of a customer's internal IT organization uh, as they move into business as usual. The portfolio offers a, a consistent end-to-end -end management model, uh, and this supports the ongoing operational, strategic, and business lifecycle management objectives that we were describing above to simplify those and make sure that there is a that we can act as a trusted partner for a CIO or an IT leader to deliver those services on an ongoing basis. Together, they're there to ensure that the business value of cloud and digital investments uh, can be realized by the organization, both on, on day one, post-transformation, and by increasing the benefit and return on an ongoing basis. Um, we found that we've long been a, a trusted guide to our customers as they looked forward into and, and then delivered digital cloud transformation programs. And alongside this, we've developed XMS to make sure that they achieve the ongoing success. You know, for many businesses uh, and for many projects, cloud was the destination. But we believe that with XMS, the true success actually gets delivered in the journey beyond that transformation project. Thanks for telling us about the XMS. Is there anywhere that we can go or anyone we can talk to to find out more about that? Yes, sure. There's more information on our website at extrovert.com forward slash XMS, or they can email info at extrovert.com. Uh, and obviously we'll, be, we'll respond uh, as quickly as we can. Okay, that's brilliant. I mean, I think we've covered off 
what life cycle management is and like the different flavors of it and how you can navigate through the various towers of life cycle management have you got uh, any final thoughts you'd like to leave us on i, th- I think that the, the key here is that it operations and, and it business usual hasn't changed there is still a need to monitor manage and respond to changes in your environment uh, but the skill set and the breadth that has to be covered now uh, is just increasing. And when you take that alongside the need of, a, of an organization to get more business value out of their, their IT investments and their, their IT teams, we believe that there's a role that we can play uh, to help support businesses get true value from their cloud investment and from the great engineers and IT resources that they have in-house. Uh, that's absolutely brilliant and if anyone would like to reach out to you about this or any other topic really um, how's best to get in touch with you Uh, so the best place to reach me is through linkedin if you search for robin gardner extrovert uh, then i'll come up and and i'm really quick to respond there brilliant and if you'd like to reach out to cloud insiders you can get us on twitter at cloud insiders Uh, for any ideas questions related to the podcast you can get us on team at cloudinsiders.fm Uh, You can get episodes of the podcast where you usually find your podcasts, say iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, anywhere you usually get your podcasts. We've put all of our episodes on YouTube, just search for Cloud Insiders, or you can visit our website at cloudinsiders.fm. For any information on Extrovert and their services, you can visit extrovert.com. That's X-T-R-A-V-I-R-T dot com. Or send an email to info at extrovert.com. Robin, thank you so much for joining us again. It's been absolutely great. Thanks very much, Stuart. Look forward to speaking to you next time. Thanks very much. Speak to you soon.